Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the good news with Angie Austin. Now with the good news. Here's Angie. This is the good news with Angie Austin and friend today, John DeMaster, joining me. John and I have worked together off and on for probably close to a decade now. He's worked as my producer. He's worked as my co-host. I mean, you've pretty much done it all. John DeMaster, welcome. You're the reason I drink protein shakes. Really? Am I? As opposed to you're the reason I drink. Oh, I said, no, but seriously, do you drink them because of uh, me? No, no, no. <laughs> I, no, I drink it because I, I put on a COVID 30. <clears throat> so. COVID 30. I did a COVID yeah. 20, but I pretty much lost it. But I needed to, to lose 20 prior to that. So, yeah, I, oh. and I figured it out when my pants wouldn't fit. Yeah, I know. I've Jen's had to go get me like bigger size pants. And so she's keeping I don't want you to I want you to stick around for a while. So then she says, we're not going to use these pants forever. We're going to keep the other ones because you're going to fit back into them again. Oh, that's okay. funny. So she only gets you a few temporary pants. Yes, temporary pants. That's right. Temporary COVID <laughs> pants. What's funny, she's really, she's super tiny, right, Jen? So, yes. Yeah. She does not need more stretchier pants. No, no, she doesn't. Oh, well, let's, let's, talk about, let's talk about that. It's such a God story. For those of you don't, who yeah. don't know John DeMaster from the years of John and I working off on, on together, he was the producer too for Mike and Angie. And Mike and I have done mm-hmm. the show for like the last four years and just decided we'd trim down on that. Uh, but boy, I miss him. I do. I mean, even though he gets yeah. really angry do you miss him <laughs> oh yeah. yeah it was it was it was a good show yeah and, he's, uh, he's he's very talented oh no i know i'm like we're now how do i hear his opinion on stuff well maybe we can talk him into doing this with me like maybe once a week or something and then i'll Let's send just you call him <laughs> sporadically you, we'll get we'll make phone calls and just call mike hey what do you think of this but I if you do like call that. him he probably won't pick up i have to be honest not just you, any. <laughs> Sounds like I meant just you. No. We we don't like to hold conversations on the phone because we talk for hours and hours. Oh, that's funny. Okay, so let's it? let's go back on your testimony, okay? Because it's a real God oh, yeah. story. Uh, you and I were working together on the show. We mm-hmm. booked Jennifer, uh, your wife, as a guest. She's a legal that's expert, right. particularly on Christianity, the Middle East, um, girls who are taken in the Middle East and uh, and abused and uh, or sex trafficked. Um, mm-hmm. And so she's done a lot of work in the Middle East on behalf of. Um, uh, people who have been subjugated by other sometimes religions, other people, other um, countries. Yeah. And uh, she has really looked out for the little guy, particularly young women who've been kidnapped. And yeah. uh, so her work uh, was well known and you booked her. And then out of the blue, you just said, well, you know, I, she I, sounds hot. Yeah. Let's said, talk her on Facebook and see what becomes of this. Yeah. And she was really attractive. Uh huh. Or still was. Is. Is yes. <laughs> I don't want to sleep on the couch tonight. That's hilarious. Yeah. So she comes to visit and she says, "I'm just a brother in Christ, or you're a brother in Christ. I'm not going to date anybody." And then <laughs> I fooled her, and the rest is history. I got married 
what, six months later? Yeah. And you even told me before she came out, you know, you invited her to go to a wedding with you. And you yep. even told me, you said, I'm going to marry her. And I'm like, dream on. She's a single, <laughs> yeah. she's a single, gorgeous attorney with no kids. And, you know, in, uh, John has four kids and was living yep. on his parents' dairy farm in the middle of nowhere where he could barely get internet, right? And uh, uh, it was pretty bad. Yeah. And divorced. But you had lost yep. a ton of weight by then when you did reel her in. That's right. Yes. Uh, and I worked on the on our dairy farm when I wasn't doing Daybreak USA, the, the previous, previous show. Yes. The show that you and I did together initially. So yeah. and Jen comes out to visit. She says, I'm your sister in Christ, like no interest. Mm-hmm. And then somehow you got her interested with your charm. Yeah, because it definitely wasn't my muscles. No, you don't. You haven't had those since your twenties. Mm, that's right. Yeah, you, you think I had muscles in my twenties? That's <laughs> that's cute. <laughs> so she comes out to visit, and then you visit a few more times, and basically propose. I mean, it really, it's a it's a miraculous yeah. story because you were just booking her on my show. It was like sight yeah. unseen when she came to visit you. And I mean, it's not like we haven't had our our issues because we're going from you know somebody that's been single her whole life to somebody that had to go through. Uh, sheer chaos and and kids. As a matter of fact, it's so good now that uh, after my oldest gets done with school today, she's going to go have a little talk with him about dating. Oh, my. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. your, John's kids are um, t- three teenage boys and then an elementary school age little girl. So yeah, we're not talking right. like she moved into a family with four toddlers. These were teenage right. boys. Oh, yeah. And they they're the ones that said you need to date her and then marry her. Like, oh, really? Oh, great. Uh huh. He, he's going to regret that later today. So she's going to talk to him about dating. And how, how old is your oldest now? Uh, he's 18 and he's dating the worst person in the world. What? You can't say that in the radio, oh. can you? Sure. She's awful. He knows that I think that, too. And everybody around him thinks that. It's one of those I'm going to save her type things. Oh, no. And I have to, I have to be careful because I, I stayed with his his mom far longer than I should have because I thought I was supposed to be a fixer. You need a partner in life. You don't need to marry somebody that you're going to fix. It doesn't work out. Well, can you believe how much better it is now? Because you were struggling with all of that when you and I first met. And it, um, yeah. that you had biblical reasons for a divorce, but you were still trying to keep, you know, the marriage going. That's right. And, and now I married somebody that can fix me. <laughs> oh, hey, that's a good swap out from you. But it's fixing- amazing when you have somebody that's with you that encourages you, you know, once in a while and encourages you to be better for yourself and for your family and not because they want to control. It's and, and my uh, my son's basically dating his mom. <clears throat> well, that's kind of what ran through my mind when you said that. That's interesting yeah. because, you know, sometimes as kids, we follow the example of our parents. So hopefully he jumps to an example more like you and Jen, your current wife, than trying to fix someone. Yep. So how long have they been dating? Uh, it's been like six or eight months. And I kind of thought that, you know, this will blow up soon because they fight all the time. And it's it's basically a nightmare. My, you know, my other son, Matthew, he'll, he comes with reports of what they've been fighting about. Cause he can hear it through the walls. Like, oh, this won't last very long. And then before Christmas, he wants Jen to order a, a ring online for him. Like, ah, uh, no. And I told him, I said, I'll just, I'll stick around and I'll go to your second wedding. I'm not going to this one. Oh, so don't even think about it. My goodness. He asked Jen. So he, so Jen is a stepmom that that's working out. She likes that role. Yeah, I mean, there's good and bad days for being a step parent. The kids love her. And I, I think that there's a lot of families where maybe that's not the case or that the step parent doesn't love the kids, you know, and they're just there for the, you know, the person that they met. But it, that hasn't been the situation. 
Uh, and she's tried to stay out of the whole parenting, the dating situation, but uh, some insults got thrown by the worst person in the world. And so she's going to address them. Oh, okay. Now you're talking about the ex, the current girlfriend, ex-wife. Uh, the current girlfriend, uh, she said that Jen's uh, two-faced something or other, and uh, th- that's enough of that. Yeah. She's going to tackle that. Right. It's a it's a precarious position to be in to um, make insults to the stepmother uh-huh. of the person you're dating. But, you know, when you're oh, yeah. young, you're just trying to kind of win. You know what I mean? Like win the person right. over. So you say what's ever necessary. And if that means trying to turn the person you're dating, a teenage boy, against their parents, then mm-hmm. that's what they do. Okay, I uh, uh, let's go into a little bit of um, you're an anti-vaxxer and I'm mm-hmm. not. And so uh, it said no change. Right. Tell me how that's all going. I'm not I'm not sick. Okay. And we got we got another round. Of, I, I believe it was another round of the covid like right around Christmas time. Uh, we went down to Florida. You know that. Yes. And uh, the in-laws that rented a place first day we were there, the father-in-law gets it and he'd just gotten his booster shot. Cause he wanted to not get sick while he was, so he got sick. And then I think my mother-in-law, she also got the shot and she also had symptoms. We didn't get any of that. And then we got back uh, to Wisconsin and maybe a week later, we all had that. I don't know. It, it was the standard cold that you get every year. Um, but I, I suppose if we had actually tested for it, it would have come back as, you know, the Omicron variant or whatever. But and it stuck around for a couple of days. From, from what I'm seeing, like, is a lot of people that I know have gotten the more recent variant and yep. the symptoms haven't been that bad. Although my husband was sick for a couple of weeks and one daughter. Now, my yep. mom and I had the boosters and we did not get it. And uh, yeah. my daughter hadn't had a booster, but she's what they did call fully vaxxed was, you know, she has oh, yeah. two vaccinations. She didn't get a booster. I didn't know that it was necessary for a kid, you know, to do that. Right. But how do you feel about the way the country is rolling with mandates and such? And people, there was some uh, video I saw last week. And since you covered the news, you probably saw it. It was yeah. someone being hauled out, a group of people being hauled out of an, a business establishment in New York. And one was a little kid who was crying. Right. Yeah. And, and the more they try and do the mandates or the, you know, the bribes they go with it, the more I go, what? I'm not doing this. And see, I'm, I'm going to okay. fight the man. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was going to say, I, I'm going to push back just because they're trying to push it on me so much. It's not what this country is about. Now, I'm somewhat healthy. I'm, you know, 41 years old and I I grew up on a dairy farm and I never got sick. But if there were a diff, you know, different situation where and there are people in my life that they they don't fight things off like I do and they got the shot. And I think that's great. Right. You like you. You believe in the choice to get the shot. Right. Yeah. And you still wouldn't choose to there's poison in it, you know, but pardon me. I don't need it. I I, I don't believe that there's poison in it and it's going to like you're going to grow hooves or something like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, people that respond different to things like that. But I'm I'm glad it's there for people that, you know, maybe have compromised immune systems. Yeah. You know, our our buddy, Michael Pelka, who did the show with me for many years, he uh, he said that he does not believe in mandates at all, forcing people mm-hmm. to do things and not allowing them in different business establishments. But he's also fully vaccinated like I am. Sure. And forcing yeah. people, we've really gotten onto a slippery slope. I even read today that some people who vowed they'd never become Republicans are leaning in that direction because they're so upset by the vax mandates. And Isn't not that just something? the mandates, but then saying, okay, um, you'll lose your job, you'll lose your, um, you know, your ability to go yeah. to a donut 
donut shop or into a fast food establishment. Like you'll have to pay people outside the building, basically. Right. The way kids did, you know, outside the liquor store, handing somebody some money to get them some booze. Now we'll be, hand, you know, people, you know, you'll be outside of McDonald's handing someone a fiver to get you a Big Mac because you can't go in exactly. or whatever, you know, whatever business establishments are required to ask for the vaccine card. And here's the other goofy thing. Not everybody has their card on them. So if you lose that card, you're right. really at a disadvantage. My husband yeah. went in for his booster and I've made him four appointments now. The first appointment he sat for like an hour and he left and he left his card. So I had to get his sure. card back. And then he goes for his third appointment last week and he didn't have his card. And they're like, well, you can't have a booster without your card. And he's like, well, I, oh. I, I'm in the state system. Like I had the, the yeah. shot on April 9th and at this time at, the, at this location. And they're just like, no. So here they're pushing people to get vaxxed, but then you have to jump through hoops when you get there. And you can't just say like, oh, here's an email um, confirmation of when I received my other vaccination back in April. So I'm due for my booster. Like he had to leave. I'm like, they won't give you a booster. He said, nope. Oh, my goodness. Yes, yeah, so yeah. his fourth appointment is this week, and then he'll finally have the booster. And because he has had these difficulties, he did get sick for a couple of weeks, and I did not while we were in Florida. Sure. So sure. he did get it. I sleep in the same room. I didn't. So in my case, the booster yeah. did work. Sure. Mm-hmm. Good. Good. Good for me. All right. So you I wanna, follow. You obeyed the government. Good for you. Well, I did it before there were really mandates. You know, I really yeah, did it as early right. as I could. Now, early on, I went. And they, I'm part of the media, but if you can't prove you're part of the media, I'm like, well, here's my, oh, I didn't tell you this. So I go in to get the shot and they're like, if you're a reporter, you do, you host, or you're in a radio station, a TV station, if you're in the media, you can get your shot like fairly early, like Uh, after the older people who were at risk. So I go in twice. Mm-hmm. And uh, you drive a fair amount uh, of di- distance. And they said I couldn't have it because I didn't have an ID for my news organization. Well, you know, <laughs> we work from home now. We don't have IDs right. for, an, our, you know, the news organization. That's just yeah. not, you know, how it works anymore. Okay, so we're out of time for this segment. So when we come back, let's talk about a little bit of good news and maybe just the uh, mishaps of, you know, parenting. I just got a little uh, notification of my kids' grades. So you're listening to the good news, and that's part's not good news with John. To Master, we'll be right back. And Angie Austin. Trinidad is listening to the Mighty 670 KLT. When you shop at your local ARC, your hard earned money directly supports individuals with disabilities. 80% of people with intellectual disabilities are unemployed. And at ARC thrift stores, approximately 20% of employees are individuals with intellectual and developmental disabilities. ARC Thrift is one of Colorado's largest employers of people with disabilities. They provide extra support for their employees, giving them the opportunity to decide how they live, learn, work, and play through the ARC Ambassadors Program. The program provides a community for employees with disabilities where they create lasting friendships. ARC Thrift Ambassadors attend social events throughout the year where they are encouraged to work together. And ARC is a company that lives and breathes its mission, going above and beyond to create a space of inclusivity, morale, and culture. Decide to shop today at an ARC Thrift store near you. Find the nearest location at 670kltt.com.
Welcome back to the Good News with Angie Austin and friend today, John DeMaster, my producer off and on for about a decade now and co-host at times as well. We did quite a bit of morning show work together. That was fun. Um, we laughed, we cried. We laughed, we cried. It's a lot like life. That's so true. That's right. All right. right. So I've got a, um, a good news story for you. It's kind of quirky. It kind of reminds me of your sense of humor. So you know how <laughs> when you are out of town, like we just watched our, um, our the neighbor's dog. So we took him out like four times a day. And when we go out of town, sure. they watch our cats and... You have, you know, your neighbors pick up the mail and your trash, et cetera. Do you do that on a farm? Because you live on a huge piece of land. Mm-hmm. Oh, do- yeah. Okay. And we have we have people from church who go check on their house, you know, when they're gone. Yeah. So this guy, mm-hmm. um, Carl um, Stanojevic, he got a text from his neighbor, Nick, and he said, would you mind taking my trash bins out? And he said, yeah, sh- no problem. Any particular place? <laughs> <laughs> Wait. He gets, he gets- what? It gets better. He goes, yeah, I'll take it. I'll take your bins out any particular place. You know, you want me to take them to? So Carl decided, because he's got your sense of humor, a little bit sarcastic. He, uh-huh. um, he took uh, the trash bin to the, um, to the beach with him where he was snorkeling. And, uh, and he took some pictures of him in the, the bin. And he <laughs> took him to the, um, they call it their Hungry Jacks. It kind of looks like Burger King. So he has sure. him. He has the bin number six, by the way. It's number six. So you know it's oh, his bin. So yeah, yeah. he has has um, the bin um, next to the drive-through sign at Hungry Jack's. The guy must have a truck because he took this thing everywhere. He took him um, to the massage parlor, and then um, he took him to the tattoo parlor where he ended up getting a couple of extra sixes on the the bin. Which that's kind of ah, you ask me, yeah, ah, that's a little mm-hmm. naughty because he's already yeah, just is. a six. So he thought he'd give him a bigger tattoo there, and then mm-hmm. um, he took him to get cleaned out. And uh, he took him with some friends to go talk trash. But anyway, ah, so as you can imagine, uh-huh. the, um, the the neighbor got all these pictures and he thought it was hysterical. It's just like, I mean, quite an effort the guy went to for a yeah. little joke. Can you imagine being the guy behind him in line and somebody hands you the camera and says, hey, can you take a picture of me in this trash can here? We're going to pose. What? Right. He had to get people to take his picture like yeah. the beach with the trash can and all the different locations. <laughs> that's hilarious. Anyway, that story was in The Guardian. He's uh, they call them bins there, by the way, trash bins. Oh, yes. Uh huh. It's yeah. different than cans because it's. Bins. Yeah, take my bins out. Okay, what do you have? You've got some good news. Well, there's uh, a, a guy, Patrick Mitchell. He wanted to live to be 100. He was, his goal is to be a centenary. <clears throat> that word. Uh, found out that he had pancreatic cancer. Uh, oh, and that part's so his, not funny. He wants to be no. A, okay, to but be it's cool how his his daughter goes on Facebook and she says, you know, I want to do stuff for my dad in his last you know couple of months, and I want to make it count. So. Do people have ideas for things that I can do on his bucket list or what things should we do together? She she takes the month of December off so that she can spend time with dad. And then people start offering on social media like, hey, uh, we will donate uh, one person. There was a special viewing of the Nutcracker. Somebody else offered a horse therapy session, surfing lessons, a family photo shoot. They just start offering to donate stuff to help dad out, Uh, you know. Free of charge. So, yeah, the entire month of December, this uh, this gal spent with her dad checking things off the bucket list. And a lot of it was donated because I don't know. I just we hear so many bad news stories everywhere else that it's good to know that people are are still kind. It's amazing how much too. like I'll see, you know, a tragic story and, um, you know, there'll be some kind of a, a fund, you know, to raise for whatever it may be. Yeah. 
maybe surviving children or a college fund or even for a funeral. And I'm surprised at how many strangers or, you know, anonymous donations there are or strangers that say, hey, I read about your plight and, you know, I'm sorry that you're in this situation and, you know, here's my donation. And so I'm surprised at how many people that don't even know them. In fact, I saw... um, it was one of those like Dateline or 2020, 48 hours kind of deals. And it was on the, the Turpin 13, the 13 kids who uh, uh, were held in their home. And it was in California where they were busted. Oh, and the yes. parents were highly abusive to these kids. And I yes. think the girl's name is Jessie, the one that uh, took off. She's seven, she was 17 at the time. Well, she's mm-hmm. a TikTok like influencer now. She has like 500,000 people. Now, really? when the show came out, she didn't have that many. But then the kids, you know, we looked her up and we followed her. And you um, She's a beautiful young girl. She's got a bit of a speech impediment from not ever going to school. And they lived in such a confined environment. I mean, when the police came to bust the parents, the kids were chained, et cetera, some of them to their beds and malnourished to the point where the kids hadn't really fully developed because they, their nutrition was so poor. So when the kids were between like maybe toddler age, you know, really young up to in their twenties, they've been having kids for many years, these 13. So, so anyway, um, uh, the J.C. Dugard, I believe is her name, she was kidnapped when she was 10 or 11 and kept in the backyard of her kidnapper. And she had two children while she was um, confined for many years. Uh, sure. Then she you know, got out, has a wonderful life now and says so many people have done so many things for her. Well, after seeing the story on the Turpin 13, she saw that some of them were living on couches, that there was a fund for them and they weren't getting the money. Some of them were homeless. They weren't getting adequate nutrition. Um, There were kids placed in foster care that were further abused. And then there was a Mm. young, a young person, in my opinion, kind of the stereotypical millennial that doesn't really care because one kid asked for a bike, Right. He wanted a bike to like get to work or to get to school. And she basically told him to buzz off. She just didn't want to deal with it. Well, she had a second job as a real estate agent. And so she was working for a social services and a real estate agent. So when the kids would need things, she would blow them off. And it's like, how could we have done those children so wrong? Their abuse mm-hmm. for all those years and helped captive it and, uh, and starved in their family's home and physically abused. And then yeah. we're going to put them in the system and not take care of them and let them be further mm-hmm. abused. So people were up in arms when they saw this expose. It was like a month ago I saw it. You can find it. I'm sure if you Google yeah. the Tur- uh, 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 Turpin 13. Okay, sure. so to make a long story short, JC, who is a survivor, who'd probably been in captivity for about 20 years. She didn't get out till she was in her 20s, and she was 10 or 11 when she was taken. So JC set up a fund for these kids. And so um, when we got an update, I was watching the TikTok video with my daughter. This is kind of a convoluted story, but the video from uh, the girl who had made her escape and called in and said, hey, please rescue me and my 12 siblings. There's 13 of us. She said, I just want you all to know that thank you for donating and to, you know, and Venmoing me because they also gave her money. I can get presents for my siblings this year. And thank you for contributing to JC Dugard's fund for us. And, you know, our future looks so much brighter and everyone has food and we all have a place to live you know nothing's nece- things aren't necessarily permanent yet but we are you know kind of um getting on our feet so thank goodness that 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 the news media exposed what was happening in these that's right because they just fell off the face of the earth and were further abused in some cases yeah and, and i think that happens more than we care to know my my wife's dealing with a situation uh with her job where she's 
uh, representing a city and, you know, their school district. And one of the kids has a learning disability. Uh, and I guess he would react in school and, uh, I don't know, maybe cause disruptions. And the teacher was blamed for attacking the kid and hurting the kid when in reality, uh, it's the the foster parents uh, that abused the kid. And she sued the, the school district to try and get money out of him. This kid's still with her. Unbelievable. I'm just the yeah. things that happen behind closed doors. It's so That's shocking right. to me. So I'm going to keep um, following these Turpin kids and see, you know, how things go. But I'm happy that this uh, the Jesse who uh, rescued the whole family with her 911 call or she didn't even know yeah. the street she didn't even know like she didn't understand things they're like are you oh. on medication she's like what's that like she had no idea right? what they were talking about it was like talking to a child when you look at her uh the uh the camera from the police's the policeman's uh, wow. uniform as he was you know uh recording what she had to say it was just shocking all right yeah. so you were talking about the guy who wanted to live to be 100 another good news mm-hmm. story I came across betty white was almost 100 when she passed away so yeah um loretta swit she i've met her before she's really into animals she was on mash and joanne Worley, they were among the celebrities who started this campaign on social media called Hashtag Betty White Challenge in honor of Betty White's 100th birthday. You heard of that, right? Well, sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. So last time I looked, they were asking for donations of $100 for Betty's 100th birthday. Last time I looked, uh, over $13 million had been raised for for animals. And then some of the shelters, two Philadelphia shelters brought in $100,000. L.A. Zoo Charity got $70,000. Arkansas Shelter was flooded with over $12,000. Dubuque, Iowa, $13,000. You know, obviously much smaller shelters. So it was hashtag Betty White Challenge. And I know that in my neck of the woods, there's the Denver Dumb Friends League where we've gotten a few of our pets. And uh, they got a big chunk of change as well so Mm. i I love that people did that in honor of her because she has done so much good for animals you know over her you know 100 almost 100 years i still can't believe it i I won't make it 100 years i know that right now wasn't that what your wife is trying to do to get you to lose this was it covid 30 that you gained no i was just sitting around 30 but i blame covid because it's fun to blame things like that wow yeah Mm mm-hmm huh Stretchy pants are no fun, but I won't have them very long. I'm already down like seven or eight pounds. And how so that's long? good since since the beginning of the year. That's not bad. No, yeah, when I that realize that in. my pants are like four inches bigger than they were, I'm like, I don't want to live like that. No. You're not sleeping good at night because of all the carbs and sugar. I sleep better now than I have in probably four or five years. Well, my, um, you know, my husband's six, six and he's like a pencil with hair. He weighs the same that he weighed. I think he's 200 pounds. He weighs what he weighed when he was in high school, like, you know, between 195 and 205. That's pretty much where he hangs. And at six, six, sure. that's pretty trim. He's oh, like a yeah. 34 inch waist, something like that. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, um, I don't want to look like, um, the number 10 when we like go out. So <laughs> I, I just, I, that in you, you've got this, you know, beautiful wife and she's trim and gorgeous. Yeah. You, you don't want to yeah. be like the fat sloppy dad. That's right. Uh-uh. And you could tell Jen, I said that go, you know, Angie really encouraged me today. Yes, that's right. <laughs> okay. Now give more. me a hamburger or seven. I, I already had one good news trash story. I have one more. Hey, this isn't Ooh. far from you. And you know how cold it is in Wisconsin. This guy is in Appleton. Oh. And there yeah. was a a mystery in Appleton, Wisconsin. And there are several really frigid days, which, you know, you guys only have like a week of summer, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 
In middle of July, maybe. Well, um, on garbage days, you know, people, they bring their trash bins down. And some people have really long driveways, especially people like you that live on a farm mm-hmm. or, you know, a lot of acreage. And you have to walk like down a road practically to bring your trash cans out. Oh, yeah. So um, th- this mystery was in the evenings, their trash bins, uh, bins or cans appeared next to their garages and they couldn't figure out. Who was bringing the trash cans up? And so, you know, they were asking, honey, did you do it? Did you do it? And so they could not figure who it was. Well, the day before Christmas Eve, um, she got a little gift for the person and she stood there waiting. And at 821 in the morning, she saw Dick Ponsloff, a 75 year old senior who lives a few streets over, driving up the driveway with the garbage cans. So he was sticking them like in the back of his truck. And he said, When I retired, I got sick of doing nothing. So I started going around and picking up garbage cans, not just certain ones, every ones, he said. And he's, uh, he's from, let's see. Oh, okay. Green Bay is where they did the story. So oh, yeah. um, anyway, it's a, a, a segment called Positively Wisconsin to showcase inspiring oh, yeah. people. I think that's so sweet. Yeah. Who would have who would have thought to do something like that? Like you think about making people meals at church when, the, you know, somebody's sick or but just little selfless acts of kindness like that. That's awesome. I know. And how cute that he just would drive around taking all these cans back <laughs> up and he does it early in the morning right after like basically following the garbage truck around, you know, bringing them back. Yeah. And that, you know, it. It became kind of a garbage can mystery. I just love that. All right, uh, John, if uh, if people want to find your wife, does she still have a website? Or now that she's working for the man, does she no longer have her legal website? I think she took it down just in anticipation of the man. Yes, working for the man. <laughs> and then any um, website or music uh, that you have you can give us? No, oh. I like to live behind closed doors and in a <laughs> yes. basement. You can find uh-huh. John DeMaster on Facebook if you want. My former producer who met his wife while he was producing for me. Uh, long distance. Love that story. Thank you, John. You're listening to the good news. Thank you for joining us. This is Angie Austin. Thank you for listening to the good news with Angie Austin on AM 670 KLTT. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.